Not every film can be Citizen Kane, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance movies. No poor bloods were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and ignoring celebrity gossip. <laughs> and I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who thinks JLo is an underrated actress. And today we are giving a second chance to the very infamous. Geely. All right, guys. Geely has been a requested episode. I know. Please, second chance movies. Please (laughs) do Geely. I don't know why you would want us to suffer through Geely, but we did for your own benefit. We did. This was a listener request. Shout out to Maddie who asked us to review Geely. It's funny, she actually asked this request before the public found out that Benefer's back, baby. Um, so it's just, I guess we willed this into existence that they got back together. <laughs> You're welcome, Ben and Jen. You're welcome. You deserve happiness. But yeah, I mean, this movie super notorious for not only being bad, but for being, you know, the movie that, that started the romance. Um, and, and ended the romance. And supposedly ended the romance as well. Our listener, Maddie, was very curious as to what this movie even was. And like we always say, you have a movie you want us to watch, we'll fucking do it. Even if it's Geely, we will do it. And guys, spoiler warning, we're going to be talking about this movie. First time, was like on DVD after all the hype had died down. Is it really as terrible as they said it was? I watched it. I'm pretty sure I was like, this was just dumb and bad. And I didn't like it i do not remember anything going into this movie again so it was almost like watching it for a whole first time just knowing like i know i didn't like it but i don't remember what the reason was i didn't like it and now i i know this was my first time watching it i'd never seen it before obviously knew the the lore around it but had I, i had no clue what it was even about and let me tell you i was very surprised so IMDb describes this movie with Larry Gili. I'm just going to stop us right there. That's, that's Ben Affleck's character's name. Larry <laughs> Gili. Larry Gili is assigned by a crime boss to kidnap the brother of a prominent district attorney. A beautiful woman known only as Ricky is sent to stay with him to make sure he doesn't mess up the job. And that is a good summary of this movie. I think it's weird they mentioned the prominent district attorney because we never see that character in the no, movie. No, we never ever meet him. Um, and we'll get into that later because also that whole idea makes no sense. Let's hear what the people had to say when this movie came out. 
right off the bat, we're going to let you know. Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, it's maybe the lowest score I've ever seen. 6%. This might be an all-time low in terms of tomato meters for movies we've covered. Um, the audience gave it a 13, more than double okay. what the, the critics thought. Okay, they liked it a little more. Before we get into these, I want to point out, before we start just probably ripping this movie a new asshole, um, I have watched clips of both Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez talk about this movie. They regret it. They know it didn't come out the way they wanted. And again, nobody goes in intentionally to make a bad movie they tried their darndest um even director i've heard um affleck talk about director uh martin breast that he was like one of the best actor or best directors and helped him kind of like lead him on the way to directing no seriously this director has some big name credits like beverly hills cop Micho Black, Scent of a Woman, which is an Oscar-nominated movie. He so, was nominated for an Oscar for that. Yeah, so, like, look, it's a horrendous movie, but, like, the actors, the director, it seems like they really did try, and we'll get into this later with, like, fun facts and stuff. It seems like it was the studio that came in and was like, nah, 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 we gonna get crazy with this. So, yeah, like, <laughs> they've they've all admitted to like this movie wasn't great so this is not news or a slander at any of them uh at least for me maybe jessica has some things to say about affleck i know her feelings <laughs> towards him in previous episodes of ours yes um but like our, the director retired from directing after this he was I like know. you know what fuck this that's really sad it's not great i don't like that for him poor yeah. guy Let's cheer ourselves up. Yeah, let's get positive reviews. So David Nazar from Real Film Reviews wrote, Geely marks Affleck's most enjoyable performance outside of a Kevin Smith film. I want to disagree and agree with his statement because it's not an enjoyable performance. No. But I will say, Man, Affleck shines in a Kevin Smith movie. Mostly just Small Rats, where he plays like an asshole mall guy. Right. I would say, honestly, like, he tr- he's trying, okay? Affleck is trying in this movie. I'm not saying he's not. Um, but the performance is not enjoyable. He's not funny. The character is, like, just so unappealing that it's not like he could do anything to make it enjoyable. Amy Dawes from Variety wrote an enjoyably written and performed romantic comedy. I disagree. I don't know. I think it's romantic or comedy. Yeah. While watching it, I was trying to figure out like, is this supposed to be a comedy or a drama? Like I, I wasn't sure. I didn't know the genre. I don't know. Chuck, the movie guy of ComingSoon.net. <laughs> I love Geely. Julia Roberts and Richard Gere probably wish they had this type of chemistry. I will say their chemistry is good. Like they're like watching it, I was like, okay, I clearly see how they why they hooked up because they're attractive and they have good chemistry. Like Rob Gunsolves from eFilmCritic.com wrote. I can't call Geely a misunderstood masterwork, 
but I'm not ashamed to say I enjoyed it. Well, Good for you, Rob. You know what? That's nice that you were able to find joy out of this. Larry. Dustin Putman, thefilmfile.com. Why Geely is getting so widely lambasted from other critics, I don't know. It may not be life-changing motion picture, but it is always likable. Most of all, and most importantly, it has a good heart. And I will say, I, th- I think there's supposed to be a good heart in this movie, but like, I feel like the obliviousness to how terrible it is and how insensitive this can be the heart is just like falls flat i agree i think there was like an attempt at a a good heart at its core but it was grossly overshadowed by a lot of horrendous and ignorance so all right well this is what we all need right now shitting on this movie let's get bitchy james christopher from the times uk wrote mere words fail to express the awfulness of martin breast's geely damn no we got words about it we got a lot of words sloan fur radio times it comes to something when a movie is only worth watching to validate how dreadful it is and that's really why most of us watch this. Yeah. We're like, I truly want to see this train wreck. Why is yeah. it so bad? Why is everyone taking a huge dumper on it? And but, yeah, I know now. That's literally why we're doing this episode. Renee Rodriguez from Miami Herald wrote, it's this sort of bizarre, ill-conceived picture you can't believe exists, but are secretly glad it does. No, I'm not no. glad this exists. This no. is sad. This is sad for everyone involved. Seriously. This, the director retired because of all these bad reviews. Our stars that were together broke up, which is just sad that, you know, it in this movie ended love. Here's a reviewer that's near and dear to our hearts. Oh. Uh, no Minnow. Ah, uh, my girl. Love you, her. From, yeah, I think our fans are know who Nell is. <laughs> no, oh, Nell. Oh, no. I would no. love to talk to Nell about movies. Uh, so Nell, writing for Common Sense Media, misbegotten mess of a not family-friendly movie. She's all about if a movie's family-friendly or not. Like, that That's is her, her shtick. It really is. Um, no, this is not family-friendly in the least. Like, yeah. this was absolutely. made for adults. I come complete. Yeah. You should be twenty one and over to watch this movie with those fucking jokes that they make. Yeah. So, oh, after after watching this movie, how did you feel about this movie? I felt shocked because okay. I did not know that that was the plot. I felt bored. First, first of all, you kept hounding me. Rent this movie. You need to watch it. Rent it. Rent it. Have you rented it yet? Have you picked it up yet? Have you rented it yet? Did you pick it up? And I finally picked it up and I watched it. And I said, what did you think about it? I haven't got around to getting to it yet. I was so mad. And then you got sick. And then while you were sick, I was just like, you know what would make you feel better? Geely. Fuck yourself. Watch Geely while you're sick. That would be the worst experience you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> the movie didn't make me flat out angry. Like, I wasn't angry that I watched it. 
Um, I was more so just like, okay, I see why people didn't like it. (laughs) I see why everyone hated this. (laughs) Yeah, I can kind of see it. But I did see some things that I were like, okay, I see, like, there was something there. (laughs) What did you like about the movie? My girl, J-Lo. I think that while I didn't, like, I don't hate her character. I don't mind her character. Her character is probably the most intriguing out of everyone. I think that J-Lo is constantly doing her best and doing it in a way that is engaging. She's got some interesting monologues and like moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, you're doing it, girl. Like, good for you. Um, And same with Affleck. Like he really, like the two of them really tried their fucking hardest. And you can tell it's just the material that bogged him down. So one thing like I like as a concept, not so much the execution, is that so the plot with the mob is that Ben Affleck has to to kidnap and hold hostage the brother of a a district attorney. The brother is played by Justin Bartha of National Treasure and Hangover fame, who is playing a person with a disability. Uh, Okay. Um, What I like is that Ben, or I'm sorry, Larry Geely, goes from you know this is just a job i gotta do this whatever and then grows to like care about this guy and form like a friendship and like oh he doesn't want to hurt him like he just wants to like let him go and be okay um so i did like that i think again execution was a little sloppy the mom also sends in j-lo who is ricky to watch larry gili and make sure he's doing so what i don't know why the mob thinks we need to hire somebody yeah. to watch the person we hired right. to do a job. Just hire someone better. Just get Ricky to do the job. Yeah, just get Ricky to do. Okay, what also doesn't make sense about that is that the mob boss that hired her never even met her. They've never met. That's explicitly stated. Like, I don't know the guy. I've never met him, but he hired me. Why? If you're a fucking mobster, you work with people you trust. You would not hire someone you've never met don't know anything about to carry out watching your sloppy worker like just doesn't make any sense it'd make more sense if they just like both worked for the same guy hired them on and had them both do this thing as opposed to this weird like well larry's messy he needs a babysitter to babysit because ricky's super pretty larry is like ooh, i want to I want to bed her while we're doing this job. Let's have some sex. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) I'm super good looking. You'll really enjoy that. And she, because she's a lesbian or he finds out she's a lesbian, um, he has no chance, but he has the absolute chance because it doesn't seem like she's a lesbian. It seems like she's bi. Well, so on that note, one thing that has not aged well at all is um, (laughs) When he finds out that J-Lo uh, identifies as a lesbian, he's, like, mad, like, that he's been rejected. <laughs> if I'm updating this, there's no romance in it. They're just two people. Maybe he has a lot of questions because they got a lot of downtime. Sure. And then it's more about her journey, her story, against this backdrop of a really stupid situation to be in. But like it's two two people that got hired. They're the same level. They both know. Hey, I've never worked with you before. I've never worked with you. And then they get to know each other's backstory. 
and make each other better and you know whatever we don't need it to be a romance but yeah it's it's super strange because the whole lesbianism throughout the movie is is just treated so bonkers like it's acted it's pretty much like larry just thinks like nah i gotta i gotta get her and then she'll realize she likes the peen and it's like dude come on yeah it's and it's handled as if it's like all a choice like she's choosing to only be with women as opposed to like this is just how i am i'm attracted to women um and then she starts to have catch feelings for larry which is totally fine like obviously she can be with whoever she wants um but then again it's not like oh you know what? maybe i am bi or like maybe i typically don't like men but i like you and i like your personality yeah. blah 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 it's again treated as like okay well now i'm choosing to try your peen it's so strange how it's handled where it's like a will they won't they i guess and i guess we're supposed to root for them but it's like but like why even if she is fluid or bisexual or whatever why him he's not an appealing guy (laughs) i'm a gangster living in la los angeles (laughs) i got stuck on the 405 today bada bing fucking mob in la does not exist his boss who's the least intimidating guy i've ever seen um (laughs) thinks that he's a fucking shit show like he's a mess like he sucks at his mob job and he does he's really bad at mob stuff but for some reason they just keep giving geely tasks to do what? larry geely the mob works i don't like the way you work here's another job <laughs> and i'm a hire a babysitter that is not how the mob works they while are not they don't keep messy bitches around while we're talking about this mob very fun surprise we had al pacino in this movie and he came out of nowhere nowhere what is he doing in this (laughs) he he definitely has a lot of fun in his scene and woke me up from whatever slumber i was in what is so wild to me about this and his character is that okay so here we go this is going to take some words so he hired larry geely's boss the mob boss because lewis yes lewis because al pacino's character was getting into some trouble with the district attorney in la and was like hey bro i need your help to get me out of some some of this stuff but instead of specifically saying or coming up with like a plan of like how are we going to do this louis was like i got it i'm a kidnap that da's brother he he just made up that plan so then so that happens larry Julie kidnaps the brother blah 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 the whole movie and then al pacino comes in and was like that was a really stupid fucking plan and murders louie over it and is like in, in front of ricky and larry realistically he would have killed everyone he would have killed everyone but in my remake we would have found a better reason for any of this to be around. Truly. It literally um, makes no sense. Someone else is in this movie. Christopher Walken is in this. And he I don't sure understand is. why he's in this. Is he yeah. another detective? I, I really do not remember. Even watching it, my wife and I were like, what was he in there for? 
he comes he shows up at Larry Geely's apartment yes. to just ask, kind of inquire about the kidnapping without knowing anything. And then just leaves. Yeah. And then just leave. he monologues. This movie loves a monologue. Everyone's yeah. monologuing in this movie. But yeah, Christopher Walken is a detective who like I assumed maybe was like a dirty cop and like because the vibe was like, yeah, I know Julie, what's up? Um, and then was like, hey, do you know anything about this brother? And then exited the film. So one of the things I like about this movie and also hate about this movie is that half the movie takes place in his apartment. We have a two-hour movie, and one hour of it is just hanging out, bullshitting, monologuing in Jilly's apartment. And it's not that exciting. Like, it's not a fancy, crazy apartment, which is like anyone could have made this movie. It's weird. It's a weird choice. It's really strange, especially when this is a mob-related movie. I agree where, like, I kind of like that idea if it could have been written as if it was, like, a play and, like, we had really dynamic moments, but we don't get that. So, instead, it just looks like a student film. It's, like, so cheap. I I will say the the most uncomfortable, cringy thing in this movie is watching Justin Bartha play a person with a disability. Oh, it's so bad. It aged so so bad um wow this is one of those moments when i was like this movie should get remade and when it does just hire someone with a disability yeah and you can find them they they, everyone acts so yeah yeah what's also really strange is his character is played for laughs a lot And a lot of those laughs are like, ha, 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 he swears, which is really bizarre. Like, he drops a ton of F-bombs, like, just, like, one right after the other. And I think it was meant to be, like, a joke, like, ah, this guy with the disability swearing, ah, it's so dark and weird, and I do not like it one bit. The only good moment they have with him is at the end when he finally gets they finally visit the beach because all he's want to talk about is the beach and Julie always pretends he has a cell phone again tricking him because of this disability picks up a cell phone because apparently he's too dumb to figure out this flashlight is a cell phone oh, come on that's another thing it was it really so uncomfortable watching Julie <laughs> but- like manipulate a, a person with a disability like yikes so i don't need that he keeps telling him we can't go to, can't go to the beach a beach is closed beach is closed but they finally take him to the beach and this is the only moment with this character is like great and i like it is he goes to the beach and then I, there's some sort of crowd there uh because i think they're filming some movie and he just walks on to be an extra. You just you could just do that in LA. For, the, for those of you moving to LA, you could just show up to movie sets. They don't stop you at all. Um, and they have to pair up for like dancing and kissing. And he pairs up with an Australian girl who he's had a crush on, like you know Australians. The movie, it was just it was cute. It all came together that he at least found a girl that he was his dream girl. He was looking for not that they were gonna date, but like he's like. This is someone special. This is nice. Yeah, he gets like a nice little happy ending. Good for him. Yeah. 
It was cute. Yeah, it is cute. It's like the only good part of the ending because yeah. everything else, it just kind of stops. The ending is like, oh, okay, I think we're done. They drive off in the sunset. Okay, they'll be together. She's still lesbian. <laughs> Basically, yeah. At some point, he's like, oh, so what does this mean for us? And she's like, I don't know. And then they drive off into the sunset and say friends or, or not. I don't know. They need, I think this movie needs less like romance and just like a budding friendship. Uh, the thing that irritates me the most in this movie, and I feel like it doesn't get talked about, I hate the music. It sounds <gasps> yes. like this dopey yes. elevator, like yes. campy 90s, <laughs> like campy 90s TV movie. It's so bad. That was one of my notes too, where it's like, what is this background music? It sounds like, yeah, like like an elevator music, but also maybe like something that would be the background music in like a Hallmark movie. Like it's just like it's so strange and it's like constant and it's so noticeable it's It's very distracting so distracting because it doesn't help because music definitely helps add like flavor to your movie Mm -hmm. adds emotion helps show our characters what they're kind of going through without like letting us without telling us yeah it evokes something this, this, this is nothing this music is distracting and doesn't help the tone no it makes it all even more uncomfortable and awkward to watch so bad one thing that really like there's just so many things like that bother me but one thing that bothers me mm, a lot is that none of these characters evolve like in any way maybe brian because he gets a little more adventurous but like Ricky, Geely, they don't like grow or change or better um, themselves. Geely learned that someone with a disability um, is not always a punchline to a joke, but someone I could, someone you could befriend. Sure, yeah, he did learn that. <laughs> that yeah. was something he probably should have known already. The um, audience already, I hope the audience already knew that. Oh. I, oh man you know a movie that, the part that was interesting at first but then got super cringe j-lo's girlfriend or ex-girlfriend yeah. shows up and it's like yeah. what are you doing what are you living here i'm like okay this is interesting what's going on and then she slits her wrist in front of everyone and i what is happening it's so bizarre and then it comes out of left field it comes out of left field she does that they bring her to the hospital and then it's never talked about again yep well she's my ex now <laughs> well not my problem and she's the hospital's like, problem and now i like cock it was What's so bizarre in larry <laughs> also can i say that that woman who played jlo's ex was like if 2003 was a person like the way she looked with the hair and the outfit <laughs> like she is the time in a person oh my god i'm just gonna i'm just gonna rattle off notes because for those who are wondering what are some key points in this movie (laughs) uh julie doesn't own a book he instead when brian wants him to read something he reads a hot sauce bottle yep that's play that's a 
played up for laughs. Played up for laughs. Big moment in the movie. Oh, man. Um, in every relationship, there is a bull and a cow. And hearing hearing that analogy is uh, not great. No. and But it's supposed to be romantic. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's supposed to be flirty. It's flirty. Oh, did they start off the movie with voiceover? Yes. Who is it? Is it... Is it Gili or is it? So, oh my God, the beginning. Oh my God. So it starts off as a voiceover and then it cuts to. It's the... me, Larry. This is about <laughs> the craziest week I ever done had. <laughs> it cuts to the most awkward close up of, of Ben Affleck, who is like continuing the monologue from the voiceover. Because again, this movie loves a fucking monologue. Mm, and yeah. He's just talking and chatting and chatting and chatting and chatting. And then you look and they they turn the camera to what he's looking at. And it's a guy that he put in a dryer because he owes the mob boss money. And then we just go back to like Ben talking and talking. It's the cringiest start to the movie. Because not only is it a voiceover that we never use again, it's like this weird like, style of here's his face he's it seems like he's breaking the fourth wall when he's not actually doing that at all yes it's really bizarre you know what bothered me they cut off some random dead guy's finger oh yeah yeah i forgot about that it was disturbing as hell so the mob boss demands that they cut off I keep forgetting his name. You keep saying it, but I keep forgetting. Lewis demands that they cut Brian's thumb off and so they can send it to his brother and be like, look, we got your brother. I mean, we already knew that. That's reason one. Well, to prove that he had the brother. Right. Uh, Part two, he wanted to make sure Larry was tough enough to injure Brian. Yes. He wasn't, and neither was Ricky. Ricky, they were both like, we don't want to hurt him. Yeah so we're the mob we don't hurt people (laughs) they're both terrible at their jobs they're so bad at their jobs they would have gotten murdered because they're so bad but their solution is to oh uh when they take the girlfriend who's at risk to the hospital they decide to sneak into the morgue section this is why that girlfriend slitting her wrist scene was written prop yep to get into the hospital oh my god yikes yeah so we see brian just sitting in the corner and julie's like don't look don't look and then we get this weird shot of like ben and his back shooting the camera and he's like hacking away at a thumb with a plastic knife yeah he uses a a fucking how long would that take bro like a bone (laughs) and a plastic knife it's so weird days and yeah then and multiple plastic knives that thing would break instantly you can't even cut a fucking steak with a plastic knife let alone a thumb it was really bizarre and really uncomfortable to watch and then yeah bites them in the ass because they send it off and the brother gets a, a fingerprint test done dumb they're so bad at being mobsters all right so let's fix this movie okay Wow. Okay. It's a task. Let's, so let's fix this movie because we have <laughs> enough bad shit about this movie. So let's fix it. First yeah. of all, I'm recasting everyone. Sorry, JLo. I can't use you. <laughs> I would put her as the as Al Pacino. 
that I'd like to see her more of that, especially after Hustlers. I want her to be in a more in charge. Hell yeah. That's hot. Hell yeah. All right. We've recast everyone. I don't sure. care who we get. Whoever is Julie has to be like an actual like tough Italian dude that like I feel like he could probably beat the shit out of someone in a bar. Yes. Um, but he's also like not so unlikable that we, the audience, just can't stand him. Affleck is not really charming, and I think he comes off as like a smug douchebag. And I just think if we got someone who's actually kind of charming but a douchebag, that might work a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and again, I think Larry and Gilly or Larry and Ricky are more partners in becoming friends than wanting to hook up. I have someone to replace Jayla with as Ricky. Oh, who? Let's put Stephanie Beatrice in this from Brooklyn Nine Nine. She is out as bi, and let's yep. you know, you know, let's, yeah, let's have it. She's got the sass. She's got the comedic chops and the charm. Yeah, I would also say we gotta play up into this mob plot. That's gotta be our focus. We have we have more mobsters than just destroying four of them. Yeah. And actually show them like do things. Doing mob things. Doing yeah. mob things. I you know, also probably wouldn't have this movie set in Los Angeles. There's no reason for this movie to be set in Los Angeles no. other than that's where everyone that made this movie lives. Seriously, it's convenient. Yeah. Especially when half the movie is in an apartment. It could have been <laughs> fucking anywhere. <laughs> I also want this movie to be clear on why we're going after brian what is the crime because you know who who we're adding to our story brian's brother yeah he'll be a character in this movie yeah and we'll see his perspective so i think it would be not a movie about Geely and ricky it would be about like four or five it would be about five people ensemble who are all in this entanglement this mess yeah Ricky Gigli, Brian, we Brian's brother worried about this issue. Um, my brother's kidnapped. I would need to get him back. And then I would like to see Lewis as the fleshed out character of like, I hired this fucking guy. He's not doing it. Like, what are you doing? I need you to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, let's get a detective in the mix too, trying to figure out where the fuck this brother is. Yeah. Christopher Walken's character gets explained a bit better. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. We got it. We've solved Julie. We did We're it. Right. We're we ready did for the it. Remake. Hollywood, please give us our money and we'll make you an okay movie. Because you know what? Everyone's going to watch it to see is it as bad as the first one? Yeah. Did it get better? Yeah. Wow, this movie is okay now. JLo and Ben have cameos. Whoa. They would never. <laughs> Or I feel like, like J-Lo would, because she's in on a joke sometimes. I feel like they both could be on a joke sometimes. Yeah, I think we could get them in as cameos. I'm Especially, just so yeah. curious about what the original script was, because there's no fucking way any of these actors would have signed on for this. And like you said, like there was changes made to it when they started dating. Yeah. What the fuck was the original movie? I think, I think some top dogs at the studio were like, um let's make this a rom-com because they're dating and that's what people like the hot gossip which is so inaccurate because there's been so many other movies where co-stars have hooked up that are not rom-coms and people go to see them because they want to see them on the screen together which i don't get but this it happens 
Joe. All right, guys, that was Geely. <laughs> that was Geely. That was Geely. I think it's pretty obvious it does not deserve a second chance. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't deserve a second chance or a first chance at this point. Again, it's not even like a so bad it's good kind of movie. There's no really like entertainment value out of it. I know some of us have a morbid curiosity and want to see how bad it really is. It's bad and it's not bad enough to be entertained by how bad it is. About half of the film, 52 minutes, is set in Larry Sheely's apartment. The interior of the apartment is built on a soundstage. It's not an exciting apartment. It's it's like guys, this is two hours no. of the movie. You cannot get back. It this doesn't it's deserve two more of our time. Hours. And it's like so strange because so much happens, yet nothing happens at the same time. So no, don't don't watch it. Please don't watch it. Your time is precious on this earth, and we did it for you. And you know what? If you like those actors, go ahead and go watch Hustlers. Yes. Go watch Mall Rats. Both go watch are, Enough. Enough is dope. I don't care what anyone says. so many good things that these two have done. Um, and other people that are part of this have done. Yeah. This ain't it. There's or, a reason. This ain't it. Yeah. Mm. Well, we did the work for you, so you never have to watch Julie. And let us know if there's any other movies you want us to watch for you. If you are very curious um, or if you're curious about a movie you once saw and want to know how it held up today, we will watch anything. Let us know. If we sat through Geely, we can sit through almost everything else. Seriously. So let us know. Let us That's know not a, a challenge. I have to say that is not a challenge, everyone. <laughs> um, but we, we are curious about really, hey, movies that you thought you thought were great but no one else thought they were great let us know we'll watch it we'll watch it um well thank you again for listening to an episode of second chance movies as always a big thank you to bd mcbeatface for making our dope theme song um you can find us on instagram twitter letterboxd we're on pretty much all podcast platforms and YouTube. Uh, everything will be linked in the description box below. So follow us, engage with us. Let's be friends. Let's chat. We want to hear your thoughts. Did you ever see Geely? What do you think? Is Hustlers your favorite movie? If so, why? Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week with another Second Chance movie. It's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. Second chance.